You are listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and is the exceptional life strategist where I help men overcome the lies they've bought into so they can live a life that has it all. This episode gets into nuggets that were uncovered during my hardwood floor experience. Now, it sounds a little weird and off the beaten path, but the wisdom nuggets that I was able to get from the carpenter will help you in your everyday life, especially helping you get to your 21, 2021 goal. So stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back. First off, Happy New Year. Second off, hopefully you are making progress towards your goals. I know 2020 was pretty devastating for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people kind of wanted to flush 2020 out the window and hope for a better 21. So I hope you the best. I hope that you're getting your goals. I hope that you've found happiness and sort of a refresh, a restart for the new year. I wanted to get into, or at least share, my recent experience. So I know if you've been listening for a while, we we bought a house at the end of last year and a lot of things, you know, happening, a lot of moving pieces, but we are actually in the new house now and we've been feverishly working on all the house projects. And so on Instagram stories, I've been sharing sort of updates as as we go along and, and make updates to the different areas of the house. But the the one thing that was probably a bigger a bigger project than was anticipated was the hardwood floor. Now it, it's always funny because when you see or hear people redoing areas of their house, most of the time they just show the pretty before, you know, before pictures and after pictures. And it's like, oh wow, like, you know, what it was super easy. You know, we watch all those uh, home home shows or whatever where it, it says, you know, d- demolition and and they rebuild and it's like it looks pretty and, and looks like no time at all, right? Makes everything look effortlessly. It's not the case. <laughs> and in fact, when you get into some of these projects, a lot of times what you'll find is things that you weren't even anticipating. What you'll find is a lot of the outer dressing. I like to call outer dressing things like tile, hardwood, carpet, the finishing, right? The things that you can see. That will hide and mask so much, but it's not until you start to tear a lot of that stuff up and you get down to like subfloors or behind the walls or, you know, that type of stuff that you really start to see what's going on on the inside of the house. And that was so true um, when we were actually doing the, you know, the hardwood floor, I tore up carpet because there was carpet there that was there before, tore up the carpet, found out there was this massive hump. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And so I, I call my buddy who who's a carpenter who um, he he his father-in-law actually had um, his love was woodworking, but he was also into contracting and had just done a lot of stuff in general around the house. And so I, I called him up and I said, hey, you know, help me with the hardwood floor because he's right in the area. It'd be super easy. Call him and I say, hey, buddy, we uh, we got a big hump in the floor. So I FaceTime and I show him and he's like, well, that's not good. 
So long story short, what we end up doing is uh, I tore off the subflooring to expose the joists down below. So every house, you know, you have your your pretty hardwood carpet, tile, laminate, you know, whatever whatever is going on in the actual house. And then underneath is where you have the subfloor, and then even more underneath is where you get into the beams and and everything else, your floor joists. And so the floor joists needed to be chipped down. So I took about half to a three quarters of an inch off at the at the worst case spot in order to make it completely flat. And it was interesting because there was a lot of things that I learned in that. A, that oftentimes we get into thinking and wishing and hoping that projects are going to be easier. I'm, you know, the king of this where I always go and I go, oh, this, this will be no, no time at all. And I always end up eating my words and it's always more more things going on or, you know, more things that I didn't account for and, and whatever else. But that's part of the journey. But when we got into this, you know, again, it was, do you want to do the job right? Or do you want to do the job, you know, kind of put the put a Band-Aid on it, right? Do you want to do the actual surgery that's needed or do you want to just put a Band-Aid on it and hope for the best? And, you know, one thing that I realized is a lot of times, you know, we, we face that so many times. We face that every single day in our lives. Do we want to put a Band-Aid on the, on the solution, right? For the solution, do we want to put a Band-Aid on the problem or do we want to actually do the necessary surgery and make it right? And in that moment, I'm sitting there going, this, you know, we're going to be here for a while. Amber's going to be here. Lily's going to grow up here. We're going to be here for a really long time. I would rather do the job right. I would rather not have to keep fighting with a hardwood that it may have bent and conformed to the hump, but it may have caused a weak spot in the floor, may cause squeaks later down the road, may have just made things not level, right? If you put a kitchen table on it and one of the legs is on the hump, one of the rest of the legs aren't. So just it it wasn't the right thing to go do. But we were faced with that every single day of our lives. And oftentimes people will say, well, I just don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to take the easy way out. Right? I'm going to do the Band-Aid fix approach and I'm just going to keep moving forward. Most of the time, that may be good for the moment. But fast forward and it always comes back to bite you. I only know that because I've done that many times. I've done that before where I said, no, 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 that's fine. Let's, let's not waste the time. Let's not waste the effort. Let's just do the, you know, the quick patch job and, and kind of get out there and, and go for it. But the problem with that is that it does come back to bite you. And so, you know, with this floor, I knew Lily was going to grow up there. I knew that this was going to be a floor that, you know, that we we're going to be walking on every single day. So I wanted to do, to do the job right. And it's interesting, my buddy who, you know, I, I call him the carpenter, but he, he's so much more than that. But he got all of his knowledge from his father-in-law around carpentry, around woodworking, around, you know, laying floors. And so the whole experience was a lot of wisdom that he was passing from what he had learned, you know, down onto me, which I think is always a powerful thing. I love, you know, learning. If you haven't gathered that yet, that's that's one of my key values is that I just love to constantly keep learning. Which, again, is why I made it in part of the overall logo of Man of Class. But when I can get my hands-on knowledge that you know comes from a trade, whether it's like welding or plumbing or woodworking, I jump at the opportunity. Because you never know when you're going to need it. 
but there's also little life nuggets that are happening in there, right? Same thing with the, when we were trying to figure out what to go do, the hump on the floor. Well, you could sand the subfloor, try to get it down a little bit level. You could just put carpet over that area. So that's not going to, you know, carpet will hide a lot more than what hardwood or tile or anything else would. It's more forgiving. Or you could go do the job right. Matt, you know, that's the micro right in that instance, in that time. But the macro is, yeah, but that, you know, it, you do that with everything, right? Do you want to have a conversation that you need to have with your spouse or do you just want to appease it, pacify it and know that it's going to come back to bite you later down the road? Do you want to save, you know, make make the sacrifice to do the job right for your house, for whether it's safe, you know, safety or a car repair or relationship building or whatever it is that you're trying to go after. Are you going to go do the job right? Or are you just going to kind of pacify, kick that can down the road and know that at some point it's going to come back to bite you. It's just a matter of timing of when, and usually nine times out of 10, again, I'm only saying this from experience. It comes back in the worst by the worst case possible moment. It comes back when you're, when you're in a rush or something. And then all of a sudden that patched plumbing job that you did, <laughs> comes back and it starts leaking right before you try to go out on vacation. You're like, ah, I left crumbs, as Matthew McConaughey would say. I left crumbs. I didn't I didn't clean up my mess and it's coming back to it's coming back to bite me. So that was that was one of the things. So I went through, planned it down. And, you know, my buddy who who's helped me on other projects as well, but but he's always been He's always been known for saying the right tool for the right job. And the first time that I heard that, I was like, yeah, sure, maybe. I guess that's okay advice, but I, I didn't really think too much into it. But the more projects that I've done with him, the more that I realize how wise that truly is. Because again, for doing the hardwood, I needed a miter saw. I needed a table saw. I needed uh, you know, the the floor sander, uh, the belt sander to be able to, to sand down any of the open spots. And then I also needed a planer to plane down the, the floor joists. Now, again, I could have done it many, many different ways, but those were the right tools for the right job. And when I invest the time and money and effort into getting the right tools for the right job, it makes the job go by so much more efficiently. And again, I've been in there on both sides of the fence where I've tried to cut metal, let's say, <laughs> and not having the right tools. And I end up making a bigger mess than when I started. And it still doesn't look right. It looks really shady. And I end up having to go back and redo it the right way anyway. So again, you know, the first time that I heard my buddy tell me that, I'm like, I have the right tool for the right job. Like, sure, whatever. But the more projects that I do, I'm like, wait a second what's the right tool for this job? Okay, that miter saw. Okay, I would rather, you know, buy the miter saw or, you know, go rent the miter saw so that you don't have to worry about, you know, you make those precision cuts every single time. You don't have to worry about, you know, setup. And it's only through that and only through experience where it, you know, that has definitely paid off. And so I always joke with them that because of him, now I have, you know, 10 times the amount of tools than <laughs> I started out with. But it also makes doing jobs so much easier because you don't have to work and manipulate and push and, you know, try to put a square peg in a round hole because it just, you're just trying to force it. You can actually do the job the way that was intended. 
and focus in on like the fine tooth, you know, fine, fine tooth finesse piece of it, right? To really, really make it, make it right. And so again, when I think of that, right, and I go out to that macro, I go, well, where else have we done that in life? Maybe, you know, we, we go out running and we say, well, maybe instead of getting running shoes, we're just going to use the, the cheap tennis shoes that, that you get at, at Payless or, or Walmart or, or somewhere else, or maybe just use your old garden shoes to go out for a run. And then after running a, a few miles because you want to lose weight, all of a sudden you find now you've, now you've messed up your ankles. And all that is, is attributed to not having the right shoes. Same thing for trying to go for, you know, a better relationship, uh, not investing in yourself and maybe uh, not pushing and becoming better so that you actually have that relationship, right? The tools for the job doesn't have to be an actual physical tool. It could just be the knowledge, right? That That's, to me, knowledge is a tool. And so knowing how to speak a certain language before you go to a country, doing the due diligence in a sales deal, making sure that you know what the terms and conditions are, knowing you know your finances on whether or not you can afford something or not afford something, right? Doing that due diligence up front, having the right tools for the job, having the right mindset, having the right, just understanding the knowledge. It could be a physical tool. All of that can play into having the right tool for the job. And you'll notice here's how you'll notice when things go right or not. The people that can go through seamlessly and doing a job most of the time have done the due diligence. Now they could have done it right. That's our trade. They're going to do it over and over and over again. But what you'll find is a lot of times people, and I found this even with, with, you know, the, my buddy who has the tools, he, he has all the tools, but every job that he's done, he's carefully researched He's gotten the right tool and he's gone and done the project. Almost never have I seen that project turn into an ugly mess. You know, it always comes out looking really great. It always comes out looking, you know, the way that it's supposed to be done, right? The right way of doing things. And he does it in such a fast amount of time too. That's the other amazing piece to me is how much time that you'll save. You don't think about that when you're going and getting into a project, you get into the project, you do the demolition, and then you go, well, crap, now I'm in a real bad situation because now, right, the house is open, I need to seal up the house or or whatever, and, and you never really think about all the time that you could have saved if maybe you got the right tool for the right job. And so I really love that piece of advice because there's so many times that I catch myself in that situation where... You know, I I do a lot of projects. I do a lot of car projects. I do a lot of house projects. Uh, There's so many different things, right? (laughs) So many different hobbies that I've got. But doing the right job and having the right tools is super important. And it almost makes me now, you know, take a second before I jump into the a, a new project or a new initiative or a business or an investing and then say, do I have the right tools? Right. Kind of goes for like the, you know, I'll, I'll even bring it to the business world, this whole podcast. I started, you know, my first episode and I didn't have the right mic. I didn't have a good setup and there was a lot of background noise and I recorded it like 10 different times and I just couldn't get it right. And, and I was trying to force something that I just needed to invest in myself. I needed to invest in 
the podcast itself by getting a better mic. And so there, there were like those little things that all of a sudden came out and became a much better package being put together, having the background noise, you know, tailored off, having an agenda on, you know, how do I walk purposely walk through each of the episodes and, and really, you know, putting in that effort, putting in that due diligence or whether it was the tools, physical tools themselves, the right mindset, the right knowledge on what I needed to be prepared to have a podcast, like all of that stuff helped me to make a podcast and make it happen, you know, be able to publish it. And so I, I use that piece of wisdom so many times in my life that I can't, I've lost count, but I always chuckle because you know, when my buddy says that, he always gives that little smirk, mainly because he knows that he goes and gets a new tool. He's always eager to say, well, you know, a new tool, new or a new project or job or whatever, new tool. And that that definitely is the case. But there's also new mindset, new learning, new knowledge, all of that kind of comes. And so it's a very powerful wisdom piece of nugget that you can apply in every single piece, right? Whether you're looking to expand your team, let's say. You know, do you have the right tools? Do you have the right uh, messaging? Do you have the right leadership skills? You know, what are some of the things that maybe you might need? And, and in a lot of those instances, that gets me into the next nugget is find somebody who's done the thing that you're trying to do. Because when you find that person, they're going to tell you all of the all of the ways to avoid the mistakes and the traps so that it may not eliminate all of the risk, it may not eliminate all the mistakes that you could have made, but it's going to make sure that you're covered about 90%. So again, I, I take that to the hardwood floor. I've laid hardwood floor before on like a work worktop table, but I hadn't actually done a room with three quarter inch oak. And so when my buddy came over, you know, as we're starting to line up, he's like, okay, you know, here's how we, here's how you set up the room. And he was really big in like covering everything, right? Everything that, that was given to him as knowledge, he tried to, to flush it back out into me so that, again, some point down the road, somebody says, hey, I'm, I'm laying a hardwood floor. You know, Yusko, can you come give me a hand? I can certainly go do that and kind of help that pass that knowledge on. But the amount of times where when we're you know starting up with a setup and knowing how to set the first board and, and what orientation and all of that stuff that goes into it was truly priceless. And when we got to, you know, hammering it in, he's like, well, this is how you, you know, you, here's how you make sure that you hit it consistently every single time. Here's how you make sure that the nail goes in consistently every single time. You're going to have some random ones that, you know, they may hit a piece of metal or a hard spot in the wood or something, but you know, again, nine times out of 10, it's going to work just fine. And it was all those little tips, tricks, you know, tweaks, um, how you hold the hammer, how you hold the the tool, how you choose the right wood, you know, how you get a, a warped piece of wood to fit in, you know, all of those little things that I would have run up against, you know, boulder after boulder after boulder after boulder, and it would have taken me so much more time to try to get that floor laid. Whereas when my buddy came in and he was, you know, he he worked, he walked through. Okay, here's how you lay the floor. Here's you know, here's how you start it. Here's the pieces of wood. Here's how you hold all the tool, all of that stuff. And he got me kind of kicked off on the races, you know, got the very beginning started to set up and then he left me to it and, we, and I could kind of burn through the rest of the room. But again, it wouldn't have gone as smoothly if I didn't have him in my corner saying, hey, you know, here's what happens when you run into that. 
right? You don't want to, you don't, I know it's tempting to try to pull that staple out, but here's how you want to pull it out. Don't just start yanking on it because you'll mess up your finish of your wood and then you'll be really pissed. And so all those little things really, really adds up and it really allows any project to go a lot smoother. Uh, there's been so many house projects, whether it's with my buddy, through my dad, you know, through Amber's dad, there's been so many different projects that I've been able to learn <laughs> how to, how to, what's the tips, what's the tricks, what's the right tools, what are all the things that I need to get done so that I actually can get all these projects done so that I don't spend hours and hours and hours on YouTube trying to come, you know, pull together something that, that may make sense, but then I don't really have that person to go back to. So it's, it's equally important, not only just to have the right tool for the job, but also to have the right person in your life for the job. And, you know, don't be afraid to, to spend, you know, when, when you think of, let's say, you know, I was to have somebody actually do the job, right. A done for you service. That was going to be probably a lot more than finding somebody who maybe has, you know, has laid hardwood floor and, and everyone I know will be, will start to say like, well, sure, but you, you're lucky because you've got friends that are, that can do that stuff. But, you know, we, we often discount Facebook, Instagram, social media. To me, that's a big open forum to ask for help, right? That, that goes into the, the last piece, which is humbleness, right? Being able to ask for help when you really need that help. You don't have to do it all yourself, right? That's one of the lies that men buy into. They all have to do it themselves, right? They have to be the, the head of the household and they have, to, they have to do it all and they have to you know, do so without showing any weakness, I have zero problems asking for help when I need it because I know it's better to ask for help than to do something wrong and have to pay double, triple later. And, you know, so, so in this instance, you know, when I was going to lay the hardwood, I knew that he had, he had laid his whole house, his whole previous house. He's done, he did all the hardwood. So he was definitely, you know, skilled and apt in, in doing it. But if I didn't have him in my life, I would have very easily gone out to Facebook or Instagram or, or LinkedIn or, or just talked to people and said, Hey, who, you know, who do you know that has laid hardwood before? You know, let me go buy him a cup of coffee. Let me go buy him lunch. You know, do I think, do you think, you know, you could give me his number so I could call him and ask him to maybe come over for just a quick tutorial to make sure I've you know, I've got all those things, right, to to get through so that I want to do the project myself so I can I can get that experience. But I don't have to make all those mistakes and make it such a horrible experience that I never want to try anything ever again. And that's a lot of times what people do is they get stuck into doing something because, you know, society says, well, go out there and try stuff. So <laughs> you go out and try to do something. It goes horribly, horribly wrong because you're trying to do it all yourself. And then before you know it, it soured you so much that you're like, I will never do that again. I will always hire to have that out. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? There's a different way. You can ask for help. You can, you know, do again, that due diligence, the right tool for the job that, you know, that includes having the right people, <laughs> get the right guy, get the right girl, get the right experience that has done what you've done before. And you'll be surprised at how many times people are willing to help because just like my buddy, he's like, I, I didn't, I wasn't born with all this knowledge. He's like my, my father-in-law 
this is his passion. This is his love. So he, he told me tips and tricks on like, you know, how to reuse certain boards so that you minimize your scrap. So instead of, you know, when people say, oh, you account for, you know, X amount of scrap, like how do you minimize that so that you actually get your boards to go longer so you don't end up wasting money in buying hardwood? Those are some of the, the most valuable things because that in itself would have been if somebody I would have hired to have the job done, they would have known that we we had bought extra boards. So they would have just burned through whatever. They would have just made certain cuts and they wouldn't have been conscious of that. And then it wouldn't have left us to have, you know, a few boxes left over that we could actually, you know, go into another room or maybe use that to build a workbench or something, right? There, you, It gives you so many opportunities. But again, you never would have gotten that unless you got the right person on your team. So whether that's a coach, whether that's a mentor, whether that's whatever that it might be, never feel like you can't ask for help because we're in this we're in this time now where you see people shoot up like overnight and every single person has had help along the way. And it was funny because somebody I was talking to the other day and they said, yeah, you know, men have such a hard time with that. And I said, it's funny. I, I laugh every time because if we if we look at you know the most powerful man in the world or the power, most powerful position in the world is the president of the United States, he has a cabinet. He has a cabinet full of of advisors that he can bounce stuff off of. Hey, I've never done this before, General. Right? How do I go do this? Right? What What do you think is the right approach in all of this? So, if the most powerful position in the world has a board of advisors, and every CEO has a has a trusted cabinet, and 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 all these other you know sports players have a shooting coach and a, and a health coach and a life coach for mindset, and in you know sports players that we all look up to have their own board of advisors and boards of coaches, then what makes us so different? The only thing that makes us so different is our own ego getting in the way that says, "Hey, it's time to." It's time to let that go, right? It's time to let that go. Start asking for some help because you'll get a lot farther, a lot faster and closer to where it is that you really want to get to, which is all about living that exceptional life. And that's, again, one of the things I know I preach probably over too much, but I'm a firm believer that everybody has some potential inside them. And that potential is the reason you're here, right? It's the reason why you showed up. It's the reason why that little tug at you, you know, and, and you don't have to tell me. I know everyone has a tug. I know everyone has this little hidden desire that they want to go do. It's just how much are they telling themselves that they should not go do that, that they should play small, that they shouldn't go after it, that they shouldn't go be, do, or have whatever it is that they want to go do, be, and have. But that's the, that's the essence of life. I'm a firm believer you will meet your potential. At the end of your life, like it or not, you'll meet your potential. Your potential could either be that person that you're going to stand next to and say it's a it's a it's straight up mirror where you're like, yep, we've accomplished everything that I thought I could go do. I, I did. I hit it. I'm a, I am my potential. Or you meet your potential and they're a rock star and they're holding the book that you've always wanted to write. They're hold, you know, they, they've got the the limousine, the jet, the. The real estate, the money, the the spouse, the freedom, the happiness, the joy, whatever it is that you're trying to go out there and seek, and they got it. I'd rather be the the first person where it's a it's a mirror, where everything I wanted to go after I got. So, uh, with that, I'll I'll let the choice be yours. 
But those were kind of the the nuggets that I got from the carpenter. Now I say the carpenter, really he's he's so much more like I said, but he's he got all of his nuggets from his father-in-law. And so getting the right tool for the job, having the right people on your team, um, you know, taking the time, doing the right thing, right? All those things are super important to have in life. Those are the those are the mindset skills, those are the things the the temptations to to cut corners and to short things. Those are the things you want to leave behind, right? If you want to evolve into the next best version of yourself, those are the things you need to leave behind. The choice, there's always choices every single step of the way, but you just want to make the right choice at the right time. And so with that, happy new year. I hope everyone, like I said before, is going after their goals, going after their dreams, going after what it is that lights them up in 21, because with everything that happened in 2020, imagine you did get the you know, you did get Corona and that was it, right? A lot of people didn't make it into 21 that started 2020. So let that not be you. Let that be a wake up call for you to go and, and start living that life. Start living that dream life. Start going out there and being, doing and having everything that you really want to do, be and have in your life. So with that, happy new year, take care. And until next time, keep moving forward. Did you know that 8 out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself, but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets, and you can start living that life right now.